TPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. You can find us everywhere, clearproptv.com. You can watch us live every Monday night or watch us on Memorex. I'm looking in the chat. Oh my goodness, we got so many people right now. We got Eric PPG Lear, uh, Care PPG, Jim Sennard, Gary Simmons, uh, Bill H, John Wayne, uh, Travis D. Uh, let's see, wow, there's just so many people here. Tony Marzano, um, again, John Wayne, and want to say thank you again to John Wayne. He does help us monthly on this channel, so thank you again, John Wayne. We appreciate you. Will Fly, uh, Daniel Roosh is here. Let's see, did I miss anybody? If I did, I'll come back and say hi to you guys in just a moment. Welcome. If you guys have not said hi in the chat, please do so because we are gonna be doing the spinny wheel of Winnie things at eight o'clock in one hour from now. So make sure you let everyone know that we're gonna spin the wheel. So once again, welcome everybody. This is season three, episode 117 with Neil. He's the one that has the electric paramotors and we're gonna be talking all about electric paramotors. He's getting his earbuds in real quick. So uh, we'll go ahead and introduce everybody on the panel while he's getting that taken care of. Will Fly from Will Fly PPG. He's on our panel tonight. Welcome, Will. Hey, it's good to be here as always on Monday nights. Wouldn't miss it you you uploaded a video and i tried to click it and it disappeared what happened clickbait man clickbait <laughs> <Once> every time <laughs> so you're uploading a new video because of a error in the uh rendering process and uh it, was, it should be uh ready tonight in about an hour or are you gonna wait until tomorrow to launch it i think i'll probably just wait till tomorrow we'll see how the upload goes well where can everyone go to see this new video that's going to be up you can go to YouTube, just search for Will Fly or willflyppg.com. Dot com. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Will, for being on the panel. Always appreciate you here, buddy. Um, we're also going to be, like I said, we're going to be doing the spinning wheel of winning things. Make sure you say hello to Will Fly in the chat and say, hey, I'm here. Put me on the spinning wheel of winning things. We also got Eric from PPG Lear, L E A R.com. What's up, bud? Hey guys, happy Monday. Glad to be here supporting the channel and meeting new pilots that uh, Sean has on here. Absolutely. Well, uh, you also run a podcast too on Wednesdays, do you not? Uh, Tuesdays. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, we have um, uh, Shane, Will, uh, Mark, and myself. We do the Tuesday night hangout. And this week we are going to have actually my instructor that taught me and Look at all of his accomplishments that he has done throughout his years. It ought to be a good time. And then Sunday, uh, Jade has her show, Girls Just Want to Fly. And you can reach uh, her at uh, paramotorgirl.com. Awesome. And how do we get up with you tomorrow to watch your podcast? You type in ppglear, L-E-A-R.com. Awesome. I will be there or be square. Thank you for being on the panel, uh, the panel, Eric. Uh, appreciate you. We also got Paramom USA, our very own Linda Anderson, our cheerleader. What's up? Ah! Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, chatters. I got to give a shout out to my chatters tonight. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Monday night, the only place to be on Monday night is right here. On Monday night, yeah. Right here. Yeah. And then if you don't want to be here, then you wait, and then you go on Thursday night with paraglidingshop.com with your host, Robert Michaels. And who so is Robert Michaels to you? On Monday, 
or fun there on Thursday. Who's who's Robert Michaels to you, Miss Linda? Who's who's Robert Michaels to you, Miss Linda? He's my son. My awesome. So we got a celebrity that uh, does a uh, podcast on Sorry, Thursday. Yeah. And we got a celebrity's mom on our show every Monday night. That's right. That's I right. love it. Robert tells me, dang, mom. It's like, you know more people than I do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, I roll, you know? I think that's I true. Get on there and that's how I find all my friends. There you, go. you know, I, went, I, I said something earlier and I, I, I want to. I said, being on Sean's show, I, I got to say, Linda does an awesome job getting the guests for this Monday night show. And I got to give you credit, Linda, for that part of it. You do Aww. a very good job. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Absolutely. Would not that be able so to do this without Thank you. you. I'm just all like, you know me. Oh, God. Oh. Well, we yes. know what, Thank I mean, you. we, we talk, we do, we do this every week. We always say Linda Anderson's our PR girl. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, make sure you go to paramomusa.com. It forwards right. over to her all Facebook right. page, Linda Anderson, and just PM her and say, Hey, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Promoter yeah. Podcast, clearproptv.com or paratalk.org. That's everything. We do it all. It's easy. I know, easy. right? That's it. Just ask yep. me. Just you know, and we'll get we'll get everything started. We'll hook and you so. up, guys. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> Linda, for being on the panel. We love you very much, and you definitely help us out. So thank you so much. We also got our friend from Canada, a eh? Jim Sonard. What's up, buddy? The only guy I know that sniffs his money and goes mm, maple syrup. What's up, bud? Uh, things are going good. Thank you. What uh, what flight are you up to now? I know that you were hanging a little bit over a hundred. Have you flown at all? Yeah, I actually got about five or six flights in on Thursday. What? So I'm up to a hundred, up to a hundred and nine. 109 flights and that's just something that we have to you know check with you every monday just to see how many flights you got going on so 109 that's awesome you also have been printing up uh, some cool things for us including clearprop tv stickers so we appreciate you printing out these things and our paramotor calendar and all sorts of other stuff and uh your your printing place that we can get up with is care pp dot com correct right. and your paramotor shenanigans is careppg.com you betcha awesome well thank you very much jim for being on the show and uh um and and helping us out uh, every way that you can but of course it's not about you it's not about me tonight it's about our guest neil uh is is our guest tonight and you are on mute okay good you're off of mute uh yeah uh, hopefully this is better I, I think it will be. That's awesome. Our, our pre-show, we had a cut, little bit of an echo, so we got some earbuds in. Hey, I got some earbuds in too. How about that? That's awesome. Uh, Neil, um, it, it's Zeman, right? I'm saying it's your last Zeman. name. All right. So Neil Zeman, uh, he's the one that uh, let me fly his electric paramotor. We did an unboxing everything. It's down there in the link below or in the description and check out that video when you get the chance we unbox the electric paramotor we check it out we uh we charge it up and we go out to the field and i take it up for a spin and it was absolutely amazing it was the sp140 right neil yes by ppg um they did have a multi they had a four prop one that 
only got about 20 minutes of flight, Mm -hmm. but it had no torque steer. And they went to a larger prop to gain efficiency and a four kilowatt battery, which, like I said, I get 50 to 65 minutes out of it. That is incredible. So uh, for all of uh, for everybody out there that does not know the electric paramotor guy, Neil, uh, Neil, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got into paramotors. Okay. Um, and I wanted my next door neighbor was a crop duster when I was growing up, crop duster, and he flew F 14s off carrier. And I always wanted to fly F 14s off carrier since I was like eight years old. And unfortunately, my eyesight didn't allow me to become a a military pilot, but I started trying to fly Cessna 152s, 150s, uh, Piper Cubs, and I decided that the motor was where the expense was, and if I cut out the motor, I cut out most of the expense, mm-hmm. so I, I tried to fly, or I tried to get into the, the sailplanes, the gliders, um, big carbon fiber wings, I found out that was more expensive than the, the flying the Cessna 150s. So I looked in the, the, the yellow pages and um, there was hang gliding and paragliding. And this was in the mid nineties. And the paraglider pilot never called me back. The hang glider pilot got me out on the training hill and I started flying in Southern Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, California. I got my hang one and two out there. Um, I took a job in Venezuela. Uh, flew every chance I got in Florida, aerotoed at Wallaby Ranch, uh, aerotoed at Lookout Mountain, Georgia. And I took my uh, instructor. Um, I got my hang three and I got my instructor qualification at uh, Kitty Hawk Kites in North Carolina. Um, at that point is when I moved to Arkansas and, uh, I was always the new guy in Arkansas. So I I mainly flew in lookout mountain, Georgia, every, every long weekend I got, um, I got married, had a daughter dropped out of hang gliding for about 15 years and I bought a small car. And I started seeing these really cheap deals on flying to Hawaii, flying to um, Europe. And I always wanted to fly the Switzerland, fly Oahu. Um, And you can't take a a hang glider on an airplane. You can pack up a... Wait a minute. You cannot take a hang glider on an airplane? Why not? Well, you got to break it down. And it's still a, it's a 17 foot um, long package when it's on your roof rack, transporting them. And when you take the the leading edge apart, you still have a seven, eight foot long package. And you have to ship it by freight if you go on an airplane. Gotcha. Because of the, the rigid aluminum frame that it has in it. Um, again, had to have a, a, uh, ladder rack on a car or truck to transport the glider, um, 
to local flights. And the paraglider offered me a way that I could scrunch up, put it in the, the driver's seat or the passenger seat of the car, or I could carry it, check on baggage or even carry on if I stuff it down small enough. So that's why I decided to change over to paragliding. Okay. I, I do have a question about hang gliding. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of videos of people hang gliding. Um, what is the difference since you paraglide, you paramotor and you hang glide? What's the, what's the difference between that hang glider and paramotoring? Cause I don't, I don't know about you guys. I haven't hang glide yet, but I would love to, but what's the difference? Okay. The, the hang glider is a regal, rigid regalo wing, which has aluminum tubing in the leading edge and the cross member and the, the nose to kill. And you have a one inch um, aluminum tube that comes down and makes a triangle that is your control bar. So your control bar and um, your wing, when it's um, assembled ready for flight is, is more or less rigid. You don't have to inflate it like a paraglider wing. So you pick it up on your launch and it's ready for flight. You don't have to inflate, make a wall, get it above your head. It's already ready for flight. Um, due to the, the aluminum tubing in it, um, they have a, a higher glide speed. They have um, a longer um, glide ratio to them, and they're a little bit faster on airspeed. Um, I found out the penetration power uh, flying into the wind was greater. Um, your high-performance paragliders and your beginning level hang gliders have about the same performance for glide. Um, your high performance hang glider or starting to approach your, your lower level um, sail planes. Um, you got rigid wing hang gliders that have no flex. You use actually flapper rounds to control your roll and your yaw. How long does it take to actually learn how to fly a hang glider opposed to flying um, like a paramotor? Um, because the, the wing, you don't have to inflate it or kite it. You can actually learn the hang gliding quicker. Um, the beginner stage you can go through faster but i noticed that i plateaued at the hang two level for a little bit um which i'm rapidly going through on the, the paragliding i feel like i'm advancing more on the paragliding than i did on the hang glider okay and um i'm sorry did, did you have more i i didn't mean to interrupt interrupt no I, um, Eric uh, posted a couple of things in our chat here, uh, a couple of statements. You want to go ahead and read those, Eric? Yeah, Bill H. said that he has followed the PPG project since the beginning, which that, that would have been cool. I wish uh, 
I would have done the same. And then uh, Nick says that uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. His hang glider wing uh, for trikes breaks down to 20 foot or 16 foot sections and weighs 105 pounds. Wow. Uh, most of the wings that I flew weighed um, from about 45 to 60 pounds. And I was, um, so about the weight of like a paramotor on her back? But you right. don't feel it on your back though, right? I mean. No, it, it's, uh, it will actually start flying itself. Um, and unless you're carrying it across a flat field, you don't feel that weight. Gotcha. Just like our paramotors when we start to fly. Um, so. I was just going to ask you before you got too far off, but you were talking about the controlling the, the, the roll and the yaw. What? Could you explain that again? What, what you were talking about there was that that was what okay. Um, there's two types of um, the hang gliders that there's one that is a flex wing, which uses the flexing of the wing to control and uses weight shift to actually uh, give your three axes of flight. Um, they've advanced now into a rigid wing where they've pretty much made a, a, a airfoil that is shaped, um, that is um, stretched like a, a sailcloth uh, airplane wing that is using airplane controls. How about that? That's pretty neat, really. So does it have a stick and everything kind of? I mean, it has a stick. Yeah, it has a stick to control it. Do you, have and you it, ever flown a powered one, a powered paraglider? Um, yes, I have. Um, I've tried the the trikes, and then I've also tried the mosquito. It's called a mosquito, which takes a, a regular hang glider, and the harn. It's a a two stroke motor at your feet that you uh, take off on, and you fold your feet up into by the the crankcase yeah um, i saw a video of that it has like a little wheel on it so as you go it's it's actually up on the wheel yeah, yeah. i tried it um i got really the prop really close to the wing and i was afraid that if i kept flying it i was probably gonna cut my wing so that was the only concern i had with it Sounds really cool. I would love to get one of those um, powered uh, trike uh, with with the hang gliding wing. I think that'd be really awesome. Uh, did you have anything else, Jim? Yeah, I was wondering, if, being that you've flown all three, the hang gliders, the paragliders, and the powered paramotors, uh, I assume that you, you've done all that in thermal weather where you're taking the thermals. Have you experienced the powered paraglider in the thermals and yes. how do they all kind of compare um the hang glider like i said flies faster so you don't i felt i'll have to say this i have a lot more experience on the hang glider and i noticed that the conditions in arizona 
in California, in Colorado, um, in New or North Carolina and Florida, the thermals are all different because of the heating that the sun does to the ground, how much the, the vegetation and the humidity actually slow the uh, thermals down. Um, the Arizona got Arizona and New Mexico got rocking and rolling that um, I've been I've pegged out my vario at 2000 feet up a minute. Um, in Arkansas, I don't, I've mainly flown uh, around 600 to 900 feet per minute up in the hang glider. Um, so the thermals that I experienced here feel a lot different than they do in Arizona and Colorado. Um, flying the beach where you got the linear wind was a lot different from flying inland where you got more thermals. Um, I've, I've been mainly flying after work. I work uh, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I get out to the airfield around 5 or 4.30, 5 o'clock. So I haven't really done a lot of midday flying with the paramotor. Gotcha. Now, how long have you been flying uh, paragliding? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, paragliding, PG. I started two years ago. And how long have you been flying PPG? Uh, about six months. And I think everyone really wants to know more about that electric paramotor. Uh, I put a link in the description down below. I put a link in our chat uh, with us unboxing and flying. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that uh, SP-140, the electric paramotor from Open PPG, and what you think about it. And you flew it. You said you got yeah. 65 minutes out of it. I mean, that's yeah. a long time for a battery. Okay, here's the battery. Um, this is 46 pounds of battery. And it's it's connected up to the charger. I forgot to plug it on the charger last night to have it charged up for the show. So it's currently about 5% power, 10% power right now. Um, but it flies, or here's, hopefully you can see it's starting to get dark. The, the paramotor by itself, without the battery, um, Weighs 36 pounds. Um, it's real easy. You got your motor, you got your little um, electronic speed control, and right here fits the battery. You have your battery connection, and you have your controller, which I'll go ahead and put the battery in. It's almost dead, but give me a second. How much did you say the battery weighed? It's 46 pounds. That's it's it's heavier than your actual paramotor. That's pretty crazy. Okay. We have a, the battery sits in this way. And you plug it up right here. I do it from the front. Uh, of course, 
I do it right before I put it on my back. Sorry, I don't have a way to hold the phone. But as soon as you plug it up, it'll give you a bunch of beeps saying that it's armed and you have your controller. And your controller gives you your battery voltage. I don't know how well you can see it on the phone, but it's saying 81%. Well, it's dropping down now. Um, and it gives you your elevation. Um, so it has, has your elevation, has all sorts of uh, cool stuff on there, and it also has like a sport mode and a normal mode, right? Right, right. Um, you got to press the, the button twice for the motor to actually come on. Um, so you can actually, as it's sitting right now, you can throw the throttle around and squeeze the throttle and nothing will happen because you haven't armed it. Um, what I tend to do is I won't arm it until I have the wing flying above my head. I'll do quick double click and then I'll hit the throttle. So the whole time that I am building my wall and getting my, my uh, wing up above my head, I don't have the motor running. So um, there's no idle to it. It is instant on. Um, there is like um, one of the cool things that I thought about it is if you run this run this motor for 30 minutes, you can still touch your hand to it. You there? Yep. Oh. Maybe uh that might have been Sean that left. The, the one thing that I noticed is I, I actually got to try that paramotor on. And um there was a few things I really liked. There was a few things that were very different than a uh, gas engine uh, paramotor. So one of them is your throttle does not have resistance like ours do with a gas engine. So right. um, it's just the rheostat inside of that. And that was that would have to get some use to. And then also the other thing is there's not a lot of resistance when you're when you have that throttle in your hand, we feel that cable going to the carburetor and you don't feel that cable because it's just right. a loose wire. And that was a little different, but yeah, I it's a loose wire. Yeah. The, um, actually, the go ahead. They actually talked about putting it on Bluetooth. That okay. Bluetooth couple. And one of the things that was talked about is an instructor on the ground could kill the power to you, a student. Yep. If 
the student got in trouble by overpowering the instructor could actually Bluetooth control and take over or kill the prop. Right. The other thing but, I liked is the um, that thrust was right dead center of your back. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, let's see, when we had it on, we were running 80% in, um, what's your not sport mode? What is that called? I, um, they call it cruise mode or, or relaxed mode. Yeah, so we had it in that lower mode and that thing had some power. And I went and we unhooked it, uh, the battery, we hooked it back up, we put it into sport mode and mm -hmm. that that was a um there's a lot of thrust behind that motor and it's instant so i i was pretty impressed by how they had that all set up yeah um well there's a, a bolt of electricity falling from the sky um one of the things i want to do eventually is get a tandem wing and use it for tandem flights because I believe that I could probably get a 25 to 30 minute tandem flight out of the battery, which is a good intro flight for a tandem. Gotcha. How much you know, electricity is needed in order to charge that battery? Uh, four kilowatts. Okay. How much um, was that lightning bolt that just went down next to you? Could you store that power and charge your paramotor? <laughs> I could probably fly 10 years, uh, 100 years, a couple thousand years out of that power. <laughs> yeah. hey, I was doing the math. And so adding those up. So you've got your harness, which is while well, your, your hoop in your harness is 36 pounds plus the battery, 46 pounds. So that's a total it, of 82. It's uh, 30. It's 30 pounds for the harness and the, without the battery. Okay. I'm, so, I'm at 70, I'm at 76 pounds with it sitting on the ground. Okay. So 76, I don't know how I got that. Okay. So 76, six pounds. So if you were to take a comparably say a, a power to fly Titan, that's uh, 52 pounds. And then you include the fuel. So say, I mean, whatever, just max it out. So that's 20 pounds <laughs> there. I mean, it's it's the same basically. It comes out. It's a wash. It's a wash, but your gasoline-powered engines, most of them, will get you three to four-hour flight time. Oh well, yeah. No, no, I'm not comparing the benefits. Yeah. For, I'm just comparing the weight specifically. I was thinking yeah, it sounded like it was going to be really heavy, but I mean, that's what we're already used to. The thing I noticed about the battery is it sits right against your back. That's where most of your weight is. It's right at my shoulder blades. So it doesn't pull back on you all that much. Okay. And so are they using the same type of harness that they would in a regular? Um, yeah, it's the same type of harness. Um, this is, yeah, I'm outside because I was going to run it, run it up for you guys, but. It's raining pretty good. Um, it's a Dudek um, harness. Okay. So it's uh, 
just your, I mean, you can take this harness off and use it on, on your gasoline powered paramotors. Okay. Um, Power comfort. It's really comfortable. Um, I don't have it mounted now because I got it mounted on my um, free flight harness. I got a side mounted parachute um, on it. Um, I bought that one actually from Dudak instead of Open PBG because they had them in stock. Um, but like I said, um, I started looking at some of the benefits of it. And I started talking to the local guys around here. And most of the local flight guys, they're running 30 to 45 minute flights around here. So I really want at 45, 60 minutes flight time, I really wasn't off the average around here. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's, that's a concern of mine because I mean, I fly longer. My typical yes. flight, I mean, like an hour and a half if I, you know, if I can. So, um, I, it, what, the, what's the maximum, how's, what's the longest time that you've flown? 65 minutes. 65 minutes. So, but that's like that was, not average for you. That, that's a really long flight. That was, a, that, actually, I was trying to see how long I could stay up on the battery. You know, I ran it from 100% power down to 5%. Okay. So I have a question about that battery. When you start running it low, actually, was, this is one of the questions in the, in the chat. When you start running that battery to a low percentage, does it give you a warning? Does it give you a bell, a whistle? It gives you a warning. Um, the screen will actually turn colors. Um, it's usually a blue. It'll put a red bar up there. Um, It'll make sure that it's known that, and it'll beep at you when you're getting low. Okay. And then one other question, if you choose to do tandem, are you going to do foot launch or a trike tandem? I was going to do foot launch. Um, it does have enough power to do the trike. Um, the other thing I've really thought about, I haven't seen it done, but the, I don't know if you're aware of how aerotowing hang gliders do it. They have a little three-wheeled cart that you put the, the hang glider in and you take off and the cart stays on the ground. I've, seen I've, that. Actually, I've actually thought about doing that for tandem. That way I went okay. trip over trip over the passion. Gotcha. And Sean is having uh, internet problems. He's having trouble getting back on. So we'll just keep Actually, um, we lost power. I'm connected to my cell phone. Um, there it is. So, yeah, it's it's oh. crazy. We had a hailstorm that just obliterated everything around here. It was crazy. The winds yeah. were nasty. Sean, sorry, sorry I missed. Go, don't worry about it. So, sorry so I missed I stuff. That sounds like hail. It really was hail. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, anyways, I'll, uh, sorry, Neil, I didn't mean to jump in okay. and, and stuff. Um, I'm just going to be back here and try to figure out what we can do to 
to batten down the hatches. No. <laughs> I'll be in the background here. Sorry, guys. It's okay, Sean. You take care of you. Take care of you. We're more worried about your safety. Don't worry about us. Neil, I've got a, another question. So, four kilowatt hours. I just looked up on my electricity bill here, and I pay like fifteen cents a kilowatt hour. So, basically, sixty cents a flight. Yes. I'm paying 11 cents a kilowatt hour. Man, I'm getting ripped off, but 60 cents a flight. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I got to seriously consider that. Maybe I'll get two batteries so I can fly longer. I <laughs> that's don't, a good I question. Don't, How much does batteries cost? $1,800 right now. Okay. Well, considering I'm paying like... Uh, <laughs> I'm paying about seven dollars an hour right now to fly, and maybe it won't pay off. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about it is, his his full setup and our full setup is approximately the same amount of money. Um, his just his long term investment is going to be better than a gas motor engine with the the three bladed prop. Um. The battery, the harness, the the frame, and the battery charger, and shipping, I paid right at eighty five hundred. Yeah. And which um, one do you have? I have a Spider Three, twenty eight meter Spider Three. Okay. And so, so I'm how are you loaded on it? You know, are you like mid range? Are you light on the wing? Heavy on the wing? I'm about mid range. I'm about 195, or I'm about 190 to 195 pounds. Okay. Plus the, the 76 pounds. So. Yeah. And when I, and when I, um, can you hear me okay? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm using. I think I might be using my, my earbuds, uh, as far as the, the sound. Sound I'm great. Sure. Okay. Okay. Good. I'll just continue then. You weigh less than 200. I weigh more than 200. And when I took it up for a flight, um, I, I think I was about 250-ish. And it took me up in there like it was no problem at all. Like I said, uh, I, I, I fly from about half throttle to two-third throttle. Tony, when, had I, a good when I took point. it off... Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm lagging really uh, bad ahead. here. Go ahead. Tony, oh, Tony I was just saying a... that I was. Go ahead, Sean. No, go ahead. I, I can't do this, unfortunately, because I'm, I'm using my cell phone as the uh, tether for my my um, Apple or my Mac. So really lagging. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll just go on okay. mute and let you guys talk. Sorry about that, guys. No, don't apologize. We're not worried about you, Grandpa. Don't, don't worry about us. Okay? Don't worry about us. So Tony had a good point in the chat. He said maintenance alone might be worth it. So you actually have, you don't have a 200 hour maintenance or anything like that. Am I correct on that? I have no maintenance. I, okay. I mean, when the battery starts wearing out, I replace the battery. And um, how many charges do you expect to get out of that battery? 
They said above a thousand. A thousand flights for eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they was. I mean, they haven't totally destroyed the batteries, and it's only been out for about a year now. So they really haven't had a large amount of failures yet. So, you know, what I'm trying to do is wrap my, my head around the cost effectiveness of it. In other words, how much, because I mean, fuel's not cheap anymore. I'm sure everyone knows that. So you pay five bucks a gallon for fuel, depending on what part of the country you're in, I guess. And uh, and then you said it costs, what, 60 cents? Uh, Was it? Four times 11, so 44 cents. 44 cents. So, yeah, I'm kind of trying to, make the comparison between the two um it's uh it's kind of intriguing really um, but you gotta remember too that he you know invested in eighteen hundred dollars into his fuel um the battery um yeah and, and he's using that also so i mean eighteen hundred dollars plus what he's using every time that he's charging but what he paid for the whole paramotor what you said was 80 what was the total 80. cost 8500 okay for everything for, the whole, for everything so i mean yeah, if he gets a thousand uses out of that battery and he only pays 40 cents for uh, to charge it he's yeah you see what i mean i mean you're basically it's a, a new dollars and 20 cents a plate a new moster and a brand new paramotor i mean the, the difference is not that great if any so if well, you have a you, if you have a cylinder go out at 200 hours and you have to replace the cylinder head, how much are you into it? Well, yeah, of course you're right. And like Eric said, you know, you've got the maintenance and the headache of the, you know, the car. I have I have no two-stroke oil. I don't have to worry about it going rich or lean. Um, I have no exhaust to crack which is one of the things the bearings that, and stuff the bearings the bushings any kind of anything you have I, to do the the electric motor is the only moving part it has two bearings one front and back and they're both sealed yeah this is a brushless motor and right. um the other thing is uh with battery technology advancing I see these batteries getting less expensive and lighter um, and also giving us a longer runtime. If they use, if they could use the cells have a Tesla Model 3, um, you get almost two hours of flight out of this design. I've heard that said before. Could you explain that? I mean, what's the deal with the Tesla? Is it their technology um, that they're trying to crossover or they're using a higher density battery design so each one of your little it basically looks like a, a d cell battery that are all welded together so you got in the bottom of a, a tesla you have say a thousand and something cells all with little tin strips on them and they're welded together 
Um, this one has, if you actually crack open the plastic case or the aluminum case, um, you'd have a whole bunch of what looks like D-cell batteries. They're all welded together. And the, each one of the little cells hold a certain amount of power. And the Tesla ones can store more power than the ones they used in this. But Tesla has their trademark and patents on their battery cells. So to get the, I mean, you could buy a Tesla and strip the battery out of it and, but you'd be out quite a bit of money doing that. But if you took the cells that are in the, uh, the current Tesla, you'd get more flight time. So I'm assuming that in another two or three years, they're probably going to offer an upgraded battery that's going to offer 90 minutes, two hours per flight. Nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So, so I do have... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. No, I just go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask what the charge time was. It's about two hours. Okay. So Tony has a question. What about um, fire? Uh, what happens if it catches fire? Has this happened? Have they tested for that? They've the only the only thing that they've had a problem with right now is this connector. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. Um, it's gotten hot and come unsoldered. And that's the only failure that they've had so far. Okay. And that's um, the coupling with the battery? That's the coupling with the battery. Okay. So um, that was due to um, a poor connection creating high amps, which amps is heat. Right. Right. Um, anytime you have a gap in there, you have extra resistance and the resistance with current flowing through causes heat. Yep. Um, but once you get several dozen flights on it, you get the reliability of an electric drill. I mean, right. most people run the electric battery down in a drill until it stops and then they recharge it. Um, there, it's a lithium iron battery, which is a little bit more forgiving than the lithium potassium battery. Um, the the risk of the lithium iron battery is comparable to the gasoline. Your your cell phones that uses your um, potassium lithium and potassium, that's the ones that you hear about catching on fire. Of course, you have a higher power density with them. You'd get a longer flight time, but your, your discharge and charge cycles matter more. Right. You get more. You get more. Um, the lithium iron, I can leave charged up or I can leave it drained down for a week or two on the lithium potassium with lipo cells, you want to drain down to about 85% for storage or even take them down to 35% if you're not going to use them 
in a couple of days or they develop memory um, more than normal. Well, now, if you get if you get if you do some thermal flying and you go, you know, uh, ten thousand feet up, is there any way that they can regenerate some of this power through the form of an alternator or something like that? Uh, not with this setup. Um, I do. Like I said, I have a plug-in electric car. And it has dynamic braking, which recharges when you're braking. Um, but the paramotor, it freewheels a little bit behind me, not all that bad when it's off and I'm gliding down. But there is no current drain if I'm not on the throttle. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many things about an electric paramotor that intrigue me, and that, that that's another thing to just to be able to turn the motor off and just freaking glide, and having yeah, be- and having the the confidence that when you need the power, it's going to be there. You know, I've I've uh. Like I said, I got into paragliding where you get ridge list and thermals. And one of my accidents on hang gliding, I got too far down the mountain ridge and the wind shifted on me and I couldn't make it all the way back up the, the mountain ridge before I had to land in trees. Um, with this setup, I could do the ridge, ridge soaring, get into ridge lift, um, fly it like a paraglider with, say I'm an extra 75, 76 pounds heavier than free flight, but I have the option of turning the motor on and powering my way back up the hill or over the top of the hill or back to a landing zone where I don't have that doing free flight. Yeah. I mean, does any of that intrigue you at all, Eric? I mean. Yeah, um, actually. Well, okay. So Mad Sloper is in the chat and he brought his out when we were out in Vegas. And as I said, I got a trite on. Um, I was very impressed with the power. I will tell you that. Um, And this is something, you know, maybe you can uh, answer and I should have, when I was talking to Mike out in Vegas about it, can you change modes without disconnecting the battery? Yes. It, um, you press the, the button four times. Now okay. change your modes. Instead of doing a okay. double click to turn it on and off, you ch- hit it four times and it will change modes on you. Okay. You can actually do it in flight if you want to. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean... I'll be honest, it, 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 it is something that I feel is going to be reliable, you know, and, and even though we're taught, we're all taught, you know, always constantly watch for your outs, which, you know, no matter what, you should always be doing that. But, you know, you have a reliable piece of equipment behind you. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be um, a peace of mind thing. And in our, all of us out here, 
that fly, how, you know, how many people really take the hour and a half flight, you know, at, at 45 minutes to an hour, we're usually looking to land, to come down, to get out of the sky. Uh, and if you had two batteries and you wanted to go back up, you just go back up for another flight. Right. The other thing that I've noticed, um, I don't know if it's something everyone does or most of the locals, when they're coming in for a landing, they'll kill their motor about 50 feet up. And then they'll glide in with a dead motor. When I hit, when I release the throttle, I can double click and turn the, it off so it won't come on if I bump the throttle. But if I, I can come in with the, just the throttle released, it's not idling. It's basically dead. All I got to do is squeeze the throttle and I got infinite power to go back up. If I'm, if I see that I'm going to blow my lot or blow my landing, I can just add power and go for a, a, a go around. You know, and that's the other thing is the safety aspect of it. You know, he, like he says, he's, he's actually getting his wing up and, um, you know, then he's, he's arming his throttle. You know, that, that's a big thing. You know, where do a lot of failures happen? You know, is people accidentally, you know, start their motor on the ground or something and their hands go through the props. But go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I was wondering if you went for a short flight, it was actually the fall, Marzano brought this up too. If you went for a short flight, say, and just used up 80% of the power. What do you do? Because you said that you should bring the power down or you should store it around 35 if you're storing it for a long period of time. What, how do you get rid of that power? I have Actually, I have another charger that has a load on it that I can drain it. Um, I do drones. I also do remote control planes. So I have a load that I can put on it. Um, for someone without that, um, you would have to find a, a hundred volt drain somewhere. Okay. That's why I'm saying this, the lithium iron is not as finicky about it as the, um, lipo is. So I got another question. Uh, approximately how many hours do you put on it or have you put on it so far? I've put on about 50 hours. Okay. You, so you figure you'll like do said, about 100 been, this year? Uh, well, it just got warm again, so I'm going to try to do a lot more because um, I took it kind of slow getting into it. It turned cold. Um, flying when it's freezing is not my ideal of fun. Um, I'm, I'm not an Eskimo, so, and I've had job offers up north that I've turned down because I don't want to deal with the snow and ice. Um, so now that it's, well, it's 75 out. It's 75 some out here right now. So, I mean. What? Some of us have no choice. 
<laughs> so, hey, how about the, uh, how, what's the noise difference between the electric paramotor? Because I know the electric is going to make noise, but you have uh, wind. about the same way. It's less. It's also um, at a different uh, frequency or harmonic that's not as annoying. Um, my girlfriend cannot stand the noise of the two-stroke paramotor, and she really doesn't mind. Well, she minds it a little bit, but not as bad on the, the electric one. But you do get your uh, prop tip noise. It does make a buzz, but it's not as bad. And I, of course, when I kill the throttle, it goes completely silent. How about the vibration? That is probably a big difference, I would think. It's a lot less. Um, yeah, it, it is a lot less. I, I do remember that. The, they say the, I haven't flown it with the two, two blade, but they said the three blade actually reduces the vibration even more. Huh. So I wonder if a three blade, you would not get that harmonizing that we get with the two strokes. That I can't answer. I mean, yeah, we get this weird with the three bladed prop and the 185, we do get a harmonization that goes in and out very quick. Mm -hmm. um, you, you do get used to it after a while, but it is kind of annoying, I, I think, at first. I've heard that that's, that's a common thing I've heard about the three-bladed prop. So it must yeah. be so prevalent and, and just somewhat annoying enough for people to bring, to bring that up. <laughs> but, um, like I said, my... Go ahead. My... my ultimate goal, like I said, in a couple of years is to use this as a, a tandem um, paramotor also. And they said the, the three blade gave it a little bit extra thrust. So I went right ahead and got the three bladed. Nice. Well, Eric, it's nine o'clock. I guess we should do the spinny wheelie prizey thingy. Yeah, go ahead and do that. You know, it, it while you're setting that up, I, I don't think I would have a problem buying one. And I think that that would be something that I would like to put in my arsenal, you know, to fly. Mm -hmm. um, I with testing and playing with mics a little bit, hearing, you know, Neil's story, I, I, I would, I would get one. I mean, it, it's not any different than going out and buying another 185. Um, I definitely don't need any more of those, but it, it would be something that, um, I think for if you're training, I think it's a good idea, especially if they do come out with that Bluetooth controller that a instructor can have in their hand and they can shut it down. If they see anything wrong, I think that is a definite safety plus. Um, so I, I would definitely look into purchasing one. I'd be really interested in knowing how those batteries hold up in the cold yeah that's that's one thing that i would be uh also interested in so jim you buy one and you report back <laughs> let us know how that works and then if it works good maybe i'll get one 
But I'll, I'll uh, let you buy one for me. I'll test it out. <laughs> All right. Can you know, the, we can, Will. All right. I'm going to put these. We've got everyone's name in there, I do believe. And, and what also, are we spinning for? We're spinning for whoever wins. Eric will come to your house and mow <laughs> your grass three times. Yes. Most definitely. I I, I thought it was a I, I thought that uh, Neil was giving away his uh, electric paramotor, but okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you, we can give him a choice. Now, oh, aren't we doing some awesome stickers? Yeah, we're going to be giving Clear away Prop ClearProp TV stickers along with some other stickers. Uh, we'll go ahead and do two winners too. Um, so we'll spin it twice. That way, two people can win. All right. So Steve Packard, you just made it in. Uh oh, <clears throat> just tell us. <laughs> yeah, any. Okay, I already got you PPG the other night, so we're good. All right, gonna call it off there. We got uh, the last one, just tell us. Oh, and don't nice. forget, thumbs up always helps too. Here we go. Who is it gonna be? Tommy Sutherland. Right on, yay. man. Right on, Tommy. Yes, yay. Big congrats. You ready for another? Sure, what the heck? <laughs> Spin away. John Wayne. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, cowboy. John, John. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, it, it couldn't have gone to two better people. That That's awesome. That's great. That's right. That's Absolutely. And uh, just just uh, text me. Um, you guys probably, probably already have my um, phone number. But if you do not, I will give up my phone number. 501-747-3558. I can't uh, put it in the chat because I'm barely... Barely streaming with this. Will or somebody, if you want to put my phone number in the chat, you're more than welcome to. It's 501-747-3558. If you're listening to this, you're more than welcome to put my phone number into your phone and text me anytime. Matter of fact, text me your name. Let me know that you're into paramotors or whatever, and I'll put you in my phone, and we can talk about paramotors when we're not doing a paramotor podcast. There you go. We're in a tornado warning now. Was it a tornado warning? Yeah, so. Oh, you'll be fine. Hey, All Will, right. did you see that video I sent you with the with the wind <laughs> and the hail? It's freaking ridiculous, man. No wonder the power went out. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that on, yeah, on Facebook or whatever. Oh, that's, yeah. Radar I don't know, next few days, probably midweek, we're going to probably get hit with it. Right, Eric? Uh, you are correct. I actually, I have to leave town tomorrow. Uh, so Jade will be here at the house in a storm. Probably starting generators up to <laughs> make sure some pumps don't stop working, but. Yeah, yeah. It's prayers because, yeah, everything's getting crazy. Okay, crazy, crazy, crazy. Neil are, you, Neil, are you in Arizona? No, I'm in Arkansas. Um, I'm about, I'm, I live in Cabot, which is uh, 
about 25, 30 miles from where Sean lives. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking you were in Arizona right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I went to, I went to college out in Arizona. I went to the Navy and then I went to college in Arizona. Okay. Uh, that's where Arizona is where I learned hang gliding. Okay. All right. Yep. All you know, Arizona says a tornado warning. It sounds like good kiting weather. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. I can't that hail that I'd be out that there. Hail to that was coming down. Right be all done. Like, there she goes. <laughs> what about the hail, Sean? Oh, I bet you anything the hail would just go right through one of these wings. So I'm glad I didn't take it out and try my kiting skills in this shit. <laughs> yeah, don't be doing that stuff. We don't need no, what no, do you call do in, in rodeo? They call trick riding for you guys. We don't need no trick flying. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that crazy stuff. No. Definitely not. No, not at all. But, uh, uh, the the winners of on the spinning wheel of winning things just text me um, and uh, send me your your uh, home address and I will send it out to you. Um, also, too, if you want some clear prop stickers, you don't have to win the win the spinning wheel of winning things. Just text me, text me your name and your your address. I'll send them out to you. No big deal. The spinning wheel of winning thing is just fun to do on the show. Um, hey, Neil, how much time you have left with us? You got another hour or so to hang out and yeah, just talk about several times. All right. Yeah, the power, the power is still out over here. Nothing's going on over here either. I don't know how long my phone's going to last as far as tethering this to my laptop. And for some reason, my Zoom's not working on my phone. Oh. There are a couple other questions here, too. Okay, go for it. And my apologies, I don't know who asked it, but why do they call it the 140? Maybe that. Maybe oh, the SP 140. Um, I don't know, Neil. Do you know? It's a 140 centimeter prop. Ah, so that's a pretty. It's a decent sized hoop, then. Yeah. Because I mean, I got a 135, and it's basically right at the edge. So cool. And, and that extra that extra length, the the, ex, the bigger prop gives the, the better performance, right? So, um, and then one other question was from Paramotor Steve: What is the brand of electric paramotor you have? It's an open PPG. That is um, the name. That is the the brand of of it. Um, like I said they had a couple of other ones that are several years old that basically used four smaller uh, motors, um, no torque because they run and they ran the the four motors in opposite directions on each side, but because of it being like a drone size props they wasn't efficient so they went to the larger um one prop design and gained efficiency and it's still as loud as a most 185 maybe just a little bit more less noisy but it's still loud yeah you still got i mean 
you're spinning a 140 centimeter prop that I'm not even sure what RPM it spins, but you're going to have tip noise. Yeah, there's no way around that. That would be perfect. I mean, you can imagine a silent paramotor. <laughs> <laughs> you said that when you're taking off, you usually get the wing up first. You're before you apply the power. Would you be able to do a uh, power forward with a unit like that? Um, I do. Well, I, like I said, I normally get my wing flying. I get it flying overhead. Um, if I do a no wind launch, I will go ahead and power it, put power on and have an active throttle. Um, but like I said, for safety, when I'm reverse kiting in say five, six mile per hour wind, 10 mile per hour wind, um, I won't have the throttle on. I'll get the wing above my head and flying before I, I uh, arm it. Yeah. Um, Tony Marzano is asking if that's the only electric PPG that's out there. Um, there are several others out there. Um, there's a couple of European ones that I don't remember the brands, but they was in the, the ten to $12,000 range. Um, so I got interested. The Open PPG project originally was, uh, they designed it. You bought the, the parts and you assembled the kit yourself. So you did all the soldering. It was an open source uh, design. They shared the, they even shared uh, the files for um, CNC, the backplate. So Open PPG is the the name, and it it's for all intents and purposes open source. Yes. And what then are you? So you're basically when you're you're buying the materials, you're buying the 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 company to put it together to build it for you, right. basically, right? You've also got to buy a harness. I mean, that's not open source there, and uh, so. The the SP one hundred and forty came as it came as a complete kit that they pre-assembled, but they will give you the the code for the controller, and they will let you change your the the programming in it. And it did come with a, a cable to connect to your laptop. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I know that you are not interested in cold weather, um, but has anybody done any runs in cooler weather as far as performance, you know, battery performance or motor performance or anything like that? The motors, since they develop heat, they're, they're good in cold weather. Yeah. The battery... Your battery, when it's cold, will will lose ten to fifteen percent of your power. Um, okay. So I mean, if it's thirty-two degrees 
you may only get 50, 55 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. Um, to me, if I'm flying below freezing weather, I'm really not wanting to stay up 45 minutes. I'll be a, it, an ice cube by that time. It, it's not that bad. It, that's you hear people say it, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, I would, I would think too when you go say negative five or twenty three, it probably would be exponential difference. Like it's not going to be a small increase when you drop another say ten degrees. It's probably going to be well. The, quite a the bit other more. thing I'll say is. I'll, I'll, uh, I transport the battery in my car. Uh, I transport the whole thing folded up inside my car. So I'll put the battery in the front seat floorboard and the heater will be on it. So the, the battery will be whatever the temperature of the car is and I'll slide it in, plug it up and it won't get 30, 35, and I'll start drawing power out, out of it, which heats the battery up by itself. Hmm. So I'm not for sure, unless you left your battery outside for overnight, how the cold weather will actually affect it, because when you're using it, it's going to be generating heat. Not a lot, but it won't. That's a good point. And it, it might even be more efficient because of that. It's cooler exterior. Right. And you're not losing your power, basically. You're losing the length of time. I mean, isn't it the right. same amount of power? You're just not going to be able to stay up as long. Well, like I said, I only use, on my normal flights, I only use half to two-thirds of the power. Um, and... Sean can attest that at 100% power, it can get his weight off. You probably get a tandem off, no problem. It had yeah, more power. Yeah, yeah, it had more power than my Moser 185. Uh, it, 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 it was insane. I, I love the power. Yeah, it, it did have a lot of power. The, the other thing was, is when Mike came out to the lake that we were at, I didn't, I thought he might not have brought his. Uh, motor out and he reached into his back seat and that thing unfolded and then you have a frame an electric motor uh the battery jade actually picked up the battery and was holding it and they put the battery i mean they built this thing like uh like legos and it was a full paramotor and it does it breaks down into a very compact uh thing uh, do you know if those batteries, you're able to take those on a plane if you travel? That is up to the airline itself. And okay. each airline has their own rules about it. Yep. Um, the FAA hasn't outlawed them. Um, it's like the, the cargo for a two-stroke. Um, if there's ever been fuel in it, American Airlines won't, won't ever fly. Um, Southwest, if you 
um, and drain all the fuel out of the carburetor, they'll fly in car in the, in their cargo in a check baggage. So it's up to the airlines, and I haven't tried it yet. Um, but I said it's up to the airlines, and I haven't. I haven't really flown in the last or flown commercially in the last year. Well, it's definitely a game changer for a person that wants to travel, you know, with their paramotor, because right. now we don't have to go through the rigmarole of rinsing out our fuel tanks and draining carbs and stuff like that. Or even finding gas that you want to burn. Right. How, how long do those batteries last, though? You know, like through the years, eventually, like a, isn't it like a, a truck or car battery? You have to replace it? Um, it depends on the use, the charge cycles, um, how you store it. I mean, it's like saying how long does a car last? Um, I'll say half. If you look at registration data on gasoline-powered cars, um, it's 12 years for half of them and 130,000 miles due to wrecks, due to whatever. But half the cars sold today won't be on the road in 12 years. Um, if I get five, six years out of the battery, I'll be happy. Wow. Okay. Okay. Gosh, I mean, how, okay, how do you store them then? You know, I mean, do you, so you buy your battery for your paramotor, right? Or no, it's for the, well, you can buy for a paramotor, right? And go electric, if that's, that's how this is all going. Instead of gas, um, everything's going electric. I store it. I have a game room that has a, uh, I have a pool table and a bar down in the game room. Uh, it has concrete floor. And I have a stainless steel table. I have my 3D printer on. And I just lay the battery on the stainless steel table, and that's where I store it. Wow. Uh, okay. The, the paramotor, um, it sits beside this. I, got, I take the blade off. I take the hoop off. Um, the, hoop will, the hoop and the, rod, the carbon fiber rods will, will uh, fit in the, the harness. Um, I got a little bag that I put the, the carbon fiber blades into and I'll put it all in the harness. Um, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, observing all this and it's like, isn't it, isn't that kind of, isn't it heavy though to have on a paramotor and is it heavier than the, having the gas, you know, and you're running the gas in that? It's 76, it's 76 pounds with a battery. It's a thir 30 pounds or 36 or 30 pounds for the harness and the, the hoop, the, the motor. And it's 40 or 46 pounds for the, uh, the battery. All right. Um, it has two <laughs> web straps on the top of the battery and I'll run a piece of, uh, three-quarter PVC pipe through the hoops and I'll carry it separately from the 
if I land out in the middle of the field, I'll take the battery out and carry it separately from the the uh, the frame. So I don't have to trudge across a, a field with 76 pounds on my back. I'll, I'll make a 30 pound trip then a, a 46 pound trip. I almost wow. laughed out loud. I I'm looking at the uh, chat. I just, I just brought it up on my phone. So uh, I guess sure. I can see the chat and Paul Marzano said uh, 2000 double a batteries. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Oh my gosh. And are these so, batteries recyclable? That's what I want to know. Uh, yeah, um, the extra batteries, um, last year they was $1,800. Um, they're going to come down in, I'm assuming they're going to come down in price and go up in performance. Okay, like the microwave. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm I mean, myself here. <laughs> You Paul, Paul also Paul also said, could he mount it to his SkyTap frame? I, I I don't know. Can can you can we take off that that battery and uh, motor and mount it to uh, a different frame, Neil? I'm a, um, it has it. If you look, yeah. Let me grab a flashlight real quick. Because if that's the case, that would be pretty interesting to see if you could just get the battery and the motor from open PPG instead of also the frame two and put it on any frame that you want to. That would be neat. Uh, Kelby Cox said, anyone want to drink with me tonight? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in just a moment. I'm ready to drink too. We still don't have, we still don't have electricity. Do you have electricity, Neil? Yeah, I still have electricity. I uh, keep getting tornado warnings and the sirens are going off. Yeah, we got that going over here too. But if you actually look at the, the mounting, the the motor bolts on in four places. It has four 716th bolts that actually hold it on. And the east or ESC is right there behind the motor, and then the motor mounts onto the plate. So it makes a, a real easy. If you just made a new plate for that motor, you could attach to any frame you wanted to. I guess with the right plate, uh, you can definitely do that. Hmm, I might have yeah. to look into that. Hey, Neil, come on over tomorrow and let's see if we can uh, put that on the SkyTap frame. Well, I'm going to to uh, Louisiana tomorrow night. All right. Well, just drop it off over at my house. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> well, you guys, you, you guys sitting here in that the storms there things like freaking out. So we don't need to stay on the show much longer, Sean and Neil, because I want to see you safely back on the show next Monday. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, normally, normally the tornadoes run. There's a little uh, ridge that runs from Conway to BB, which is about five miles north of me. They run along that highway, and they don't cross south of that ridge. Hey man, that's nonstop lightning there. I hate lightning. I'm going to tell you right now. I I don't like lightning. You. It's just like ah. 
because I know we're in for it this summer. But yeah, you guys be safe. I'm telling you, you guys got to harness that lightning and charge them paramotors. No kidding. Um, we have, Dan has a question. What kind of battery? That's not a LiPo battery and it's not a life battery. What what battery was that? It's a lithium iron. It's a L-I-F-E. Oh, it is a life battery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, paramotor Steve was asking about uh, replacement parts. Are they easy to get? Uh, you just call Open PBG and they'll send them out the next day. Excellent. And uh, Sean, you're still flying the SkyTap, right? Just Ellis was asking about that. Yes, I am. Um, I, I love the SkyTap. <clears throat> um, also got a uh, Adam 80, and I'm also going to be getting a. We should. Uh, we should probably. I'm going to put you on mute. That's really loud. Um, at least it's kind of muffled over here. Uh, we don't hear it over here. Stay safe, Neil. Don't don't go anywhere. Yeah, I still fly the SkyTap and um, got the uh, Adam 80, and we also got uh, hopefully a um, uh, Corsair 172 titanium frame coming very soon. Um, just gotta go get it i think because um well it's been raining and tornadoes and <laughs> snow and all that other stuff i, I mean, know it's been I like, crazy over I'm here like, so like uh yeah and hearing it, the sirens and everything yeah. okay well you know it's, that's, that's just part of that's just part of being in in arkansas you know i mean in in these in these states i mean it's just part of it no, we do not have any basements, Kirk Sampson asked. Uh, Y'all have basements? No, we don't. Uh, Tony said it's time to send it. Um, yeah, we, we, should, uh, <laughs> we, we, we should definitely try that. You know what? I, I'm looking for a nice day. I mean, our winds have been so bad lately over here. Um, we, I mean, gusts in the 30s, you know, 30 miles an hour plus. So it's nothing that we could do. We have wind advisories. Um, not really good to go out there and and uh mess with a, a wing because it will tear you up uh, it'll it'll yeah. lift you up god knows how far it'll take you too i mean i don't want to do that i want to be safe uh yeah hello geez no this was this was fun i had a, this was fun tonight and I, I have to say real quick thank you my chatters and all my viewers and everything and everybody stay safe out there because yeah the weather's crazy right now and uh, like I said, the next few days, I'm going to be getting something. But, um, <laughs> you know, and so I live, you know, my apartment's like on the second floor. So the only, only place I could probably go is all the way downstairs into the laundry room, I guess. Because I was thinking like, what would my plan be if I really had to, you know, go somewhere? <laughs> so... But I'm sure my son, if there's anything going on, he's like, come on, mom, you're going, come on, you're coming over our house because they got a basement and everything. So anyway, just saying. Yeah. Neil, be careful. Neil, if if it's if you're ready to unmute yourself, come you can unmute yourself and come back. <clears throat> I got a question about the battery life and the charges and all that stuff. Does the is there um, a readout that tells you 
if the battery is at a certain level or has been has had so many charges. I don't so know about the so many charges, but on the throttle, it actually will show you the uh, you know how much juice is left. Neil, if you're ready to yeah. unmute and come back, you're more than welcome to come back, bud. Yeah, I came in the house where you can't hear the tornado siren as much. Um, <laughs> can't hear the tornadoes. Nothing. We're we're yeah, good now. Yeah, oh, we're good. <laughs> um, it shows charge percentage um, on the meter. And that's determined by battery voltage. Okay, but so, let's say I go to buy a used one. How will I know approximately how much, like, of the thousand potential charges are left? You won't. It's the same as unless you have an, well, even in a car, the odometer. If you left it sitting in your driveway idling, it won't show up on the odometer. Um, I was, I worked for Union Pacific um, and I was driving company trucks and they'll sit there and they'll idle 22 hours a day and they won't be driven except 10, 15 miles a day. Um, so then the engines are worn out even though they're low mileage. Um, the batteries are the same way, um, unless you have a battery manager that has the electronics in it that will tell you uh, how many times they've been cycled, you won't know. And this is a dumb battery. It relies on the charger to uh, do a, or battery management. On the, on the charger itself, does it have anything that shows you that it charges up to 100%? And I guess when uh, yeah. it, it has the, the battery voltage that it's charging to, and it gives you the percentage on the charger. I guess if you leave it on there and it doesn't charge more than 99%, you know that it's starting to go downhill? No, it'll, it'll, it'll charge up to 100%. Um, but what you notice is your... Flight time will start decreasing, or on the car, um, cars, they won't make the mileage um, that they did when new. It's like your cell phone. When you first buy a cell phone, you can do two or three hours of talk time, and then after it's two, three years old, you'll notice that you're only down to an hour and a half talk time. You know, and, I still got my iPhone 4 and 4S. Um, it charges up fine. It uh, still works. I put in, a, you know, my SIM card uh, and it works great. So mm -hmm. why does the iPhone 4S still work great? The The battery still works amazing, but all the new ones are, are, are dying. They're blowing up. They're expanding. It's weird. Because they're using more and more power. They're running more and more RAM. They're running higher pixel screens, bigger screens. So they're using more power. And they're typically yeah. using smaller batteries because people want, they want lighter phones. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I think I'm still going to say that uh, Apple is doing this on purpose so they can sell more 
phones jerks. Guess what just popped up on my phone? Will Fly's um, brand new uh, video. Did I just crash? No, you're there. No, you're still there. All right. Well, that's not saying much here, Will. You're supposed to be paying attention to the chat, and he's uploading videos. No, YouTube was uploading video for the past three freaking hours. I guess it finally finished. But uh, Sean, I'd be happy to premiere it here on your show. I mean, just the link, if you would like. I can put that in the chat. Oh, definitely. And anytime that you guys uh, do a video and, and you want to sh uh, showcase it and, and talk about it, I mean, this is all about, you know, paramotors. Yeah, but so they please, have to wait. They please have to wait until after your show to watch it. Have to yeah, wait until show. hard here. <laughs> and also, I know that uh, Shane did a video today. So look under "Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane." I haven't seen the video yet. Ah, okay. Or but, you, or uh, you can go to ppgshane.com and see it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Every, everybody in the chat is giving me a hard time because I don't know how to pronounce crawfish, as they put it. Yeah, it's not crayfish, it's crawfish. Crawfish? They don't say crawfish, they say crawfish? They look like little, I call them little lobsters, so. What do I know? At least you didn't call them crawdads. Is that wrong? I understand they don't taste like lobster, though. That's what do they taste like? I've never had I've never one. Had one. Well, we actually had some when we went to Michigan, Linda. What? Uh, what, what is south of, what is, what is south of Torchport? What is the town south of there? I the have bigger no, town. I don't know. Don't tell me south and east and west. No. Just tell me, you know, that place across the street by McDonald's? That's where it is. That, I'm, <laughs> that's how I roll. That's how I roll. See? Wow. Oh. Well, the, there's somebody somewhere near that airport. There's a little Cajun restaurant we went to. It probably tastes nothing like Louisiana food. Oh, I'm sure. But um, we had some crawfish there, and uh, they didn't taste bad. I mean, I don't, but I don't know what good crawfish. But everybody's talking about eating bodin or bodine or bodine. I don't know how to count that either. Man, you all got to bring some of this to the fly-ins. I'll trade you cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want the curds. I, I want like a, the, a big block of cheese so I can put right. it on my head and be a cheese head. There you go. Wisconsin cheese is the best. Yeah, it is. It is the best. It is. I won't buy any from the store anymore. I just, I just message you and Jade and say, I need some more cheese. We'll just start bringing cheese to all the flyers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to the Bad Apples Fly-In. I know that somebody texted me and asked me if I was going to the Bad Apples Fly-In. Yes, for sure. I'm going to be going to the Bad Apples Fly-In. It's 30 days away. Coming up fast. Coming up fast. So how are you doing, <laughs> so Neil? Everything okay over there? Yeah, everything's good. It just started raining real heavy. So, but the tornado sirens have stopped and the wind has actually came up some, which is usually good, which means that 
there's no tornadoes around. Good. That's good news. You have been an excellent guest. Lots of good information. Thank you for that. Yeah, Seriously. absolutely, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> Suffering absolutely. tornadoes and hailstorms and. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm like addicted to the Weather Channel these days. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Because I I'm always watching everything and thinking about my paramotors, my paragliders. Like, okay, and I, it's like, oh, they're not flying today. No, that ain't good. Oh, Doug Martin, he's mad now because there's snow on the ground. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just, I just know, I just know you guys. You know, you're my family, so yeah, I watch it and I'm gonna think about you guys and go, well, not looking good for Sean today. Okay, well then, <laughs> not good for Sean or Neil. I don't think Neil's gonna go flying today either. Oh my gosh, no. Um... The, the 15 to 18 gusting to 35 kind of put me off yesterday. <laughs> yes, that was really some horrible wind. But the wind that was just out there with the hail was even worse. Um, I posted a, uh, the video um, on my Facebook page. So if you go over to my Facebook page, you'll be able to be able to see it. Um, I also put it over in our ClearProp TV guest chat. So it, it was about a minute's worth of video, but all it was, I mean, you couldn't even see across the street and the hail was just, just rolling. I'm glad I brought my car in. Oh, no kidding. Are the dogs, do the doggies get like kind of freaked out during the storms? Cause I know my dog is used to be like, no, I, I got oh, one down by my, one down by my feet. that are just laying there and sleeping. The other one's laying on Robbie's lap. Um, nothing's going mine on. Is, She's listening. Mine is hiding in the shower right now. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> I tell you, Arizona, those monsoon storms were, they were nasty. I don't care what anybody said, but, and the lightning storms and everything. Yeah. Yeah. There, it'd be like a huge lightning storm. And so, my one little dog, he would have nothing of it. Hey. Hey. He got light. Nice. Woo. Right. I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. I can put my background on again. You're looking like a hippie anymore, Grandpa. I don't um, know. I, I've let my hair grow out. Yeah. You're almost because, up to me. Because I want to try I want to try a um uh one of those uh guy perms. So I actually got an appointment for tomorrow to do a guy perm. So a guy what? A guy perm. It's a, a guy perm. perm? A guy <laughs> perm. It's a perm for a guy. So since I got nice flat there hair, we're gonna curl it up a little there you bit. Go. Eric. Guy perm. Come on, Eric. Come on. Come on, Neil. Guy perm. Yeah, we're yeah, I got a lot here to perm. <laughs> yeah, Neil's Neil's just gonna perm this right down here and it's gonna be all curly. Well, Jim. Jim could almost be caught up with you pretty soon. So there you go, Jim. Guy perm. <laughs> hey, you, you, you know. I'm throw it out there. What about well, you? Why not? I mean, just like Just L said, how about a man bun? Well, I don't have that much hair for a man bun, but. Oh, I can't uh, wait. Now the, now the hail is really coming down. Oh, you got hail now? You must. That must be the hail that uh, just went through us. It was bad. I hope you don't have your cars out. Oh, yeah, Lord. one part out. So. It's got full insurance, so. 
we had um up north um we got a thing on our phone that said that there was golf ball no did you say golf ball size hail or softball softball uh, a baseball size hail was coming I'm wondering what it is outside i mean Crazy. Wow. Nick Griffith said we all had a salted caramel malt. Stop it. I'm hungry now. Yeah. yeah. It is. Wow. Wow. Hey, oh my gosh. That's a, you got that's hail that's in your in your show. Yeah, that was hail in my hand. Yeah, show us that again real quick. Show us that again real quick. I Show us that again real quick, how big the hail is. Yeah, put that on the weather channel. You guys are going to make him lose a hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had um, we had some pretty big size hail, too. So that must be the hailstorm that uh, passed wow. us. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's bigger than the gray. Holy hell, Dude, you need to move to Wisconsin. We don't get hail like that. <laughs> oh, it just comes that comes down in one big ice cube. <laughs> you need to put that on the weather channel. I'm telling you what, tomorrow morning you'd be on there. Yeah, they that stuff. Oh my god. Weather channel, I'd be cooling my drinks with that stuff. <laughs> exactly. I was just thinking that. You know, it's like I was ready to go get me a drink and use some of that. Drop it in the glass, pick up a little bucket, drop it in. Well, yeah, it's nature, you know, be fresh and, yeah, healthy. Why not? Yeah, so we got grape size, like Neil got grape size, but up north of us, they got golf ball and um, baseball size hail. So that's pretty nasty hail. And, yeah, you uh, get to get hail that size, you got some strong updrafts that's sucking the rain up into the clouds. Yeah, that's some serious cloud suck. Don't go paragliding right now. That'd be awful. Be no. than that. Yeah, that would be very fun. That would hurt. <laughs> that uh, Kirk Sampson said, take pictures. We'll help with the uh, claims process. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I had an eight-day-old car here that we had uh, baseball-sized hail that it destroyed. But it also, uh, they also replaced the roof. So something to keep in mind. You're looking at the roof and you're thinking, nah, it's okay, it looks fine. But really, it uh, hail does some real good damage to it. Somehow, it makes things not right. Thank goodness we have uh, we we're, we we're living in a condo, so um, it they take care of everything from studs out. So oh, if we have good. any hail damage, they just fix it. We, uh -oh. It doesn't cost us anything. Yeah, it takes the grit off the shingles. I think is what it does. Well, this house is insured for. I may get a new paraglider if uh, yeah. it gets destroyed. And live in your toy hauler. So there you go. Live in a toy hauler. Everything's good. CT Fly says, does anyone fly midday? 
I do. I love to midday uh, fly and thermal. However, um, I have a Gin Vantage 3 that I use when I midday fly. It's a hybrid motor um, uh, mountain wing. So when I do go up there and I kill the motor, I do do uh, lots of thermaling. It's really interesting. The Gin Vantage 3 has lots of lift. There's lot, it's, it's a very lifty wing. Um, it's a 28 meter and it's pretty awesome. Well, uh, we, it's about quarter of nine uh, central time. We have 21 people still watching and a lot of people are chatting. Do we want to wind down over the next 15 minutes and uh, get ready to go at nine in 15 minutes? Or do you want to talk more tonight? That sounds good. I got a quick question for you, Shane, or Sean, sorry. Um, when you're when you're doing midday flying, are you, with your gin vantage, are your trims all the way in in order to get it, to keep it in that lifty setting for thermally? Uh, when I when I midday thermal, uh, just okay. So you just so you guys know, um, I love flying in the morning and evening when there's you know a little bit of wind or or no wind. You know, get that butter smooth air. Uh, during the day, if I do fly, the winds are not gusting or sustain more than ten miles an hour. So when I look on um my wind apps and they are all under 10 miles an hour i will do that and i have to look at winds aloft so it's not just oh it looks okay i, I guess i'll go try it no i look at winds aloft on the ventu sky i look at um uh ryan carlton um i check the weather I, I check every i mean i do a lot of checking i just don't go oh it's midday i'm gonna go fly that can be extremely dangerous so don't just go out and go oh it's midday sean does it no no it, I, I i do it but I do it very safely. So um, I, I check, I definitely check winds aloft. You don't want to go up there and have a, a sharing effect and then, you know, your wing collapses and you fall to the ground and die. That's horrible. We don't want to do that. We want to be safe. Um, so very safe. Somebody said something about going to a, to an SIV course. I just saw that here and I don't, I can't see where it says. Oh, well. Oh, and speaking about SIV and wings, real quick, just so you guys know, uh, every time I get a new wing, I go do an SIV class to see what the wing does. And uh, even though I do fly 28-meter wings, all of the 28-meter wings that I fly collapse differently, recover differently, and I would definitely suggest you guys do an SIV course uh, with your wing just to see how it collapses and how to uncollapse it in case you know something like that does happen um and and ppg shane he knows uh, never trust skinny chef shane we went to an siv course together and i brought god which wing was it that i brought there the gin vantage or was it yeah i think it was the gin vantage and when you do a horseshoe you grab the uh the a's and you bring them down you put them together it makes a horseshoe everything's really neat and it's very benign However, when I did it on my Gin Vantage, it collapsed, uh, it spun, spun me around and it dropped me like a hot potato. Uh, my other wing didn't do that. So um, SIVs, uh, definitely do it into the chat. Let me know if you've done an SIV course or if you're going to do one in the future. Um, I'm sorry to take up so much time. All right, so we're back. Neil, um, what do you think about your, your uh, 
your SP140. Do you love it? Do you want another one? Gonna get excited for it. I really don't have anything to compare it to. Um, I, I that was one I originally took off on paramotoring with. So I've had a couple of gas-powered ones on my back just to to feel the weight and feel their balance, but I haven't flown with anything else. Um, if you want to come over here, I got that that most that uh, Adam eighty. You can try to fly it it uh okay. pretty awesome that way you can try it um i don't know if you want to try this uh sky tap angel but you're more than welcome to try that too okay everybody come on over let's just have fun yeah, i want to try that electric paramotor man i at least put that on my back it's pretty cool I, if i, I remember want, right I you have a time. pool what's that i said if i remember right you have a pool so make <laughs> yeah, them over the so pool party you know my birthday's coming up in june i'm inviting everybody to come on over we're gonna have a barbecue we're gonna play in the pool we're gonna go fly if it's nice hi that's right i remember i think last summer where can you or the last summer before you were like in the pool doing like a little you know you're like a video thing on Facebook. You're like floating around the pool. I'm I'm sure I do videos about pools. I do videos yeah. about everything. I just, you know what? This yeah. last year, I just haven't done many videos. It's like, you know, the students come in. We work on that. It's from sunup to sundown. The only videoing I do is uh, uh, when they're, you know, uh, doing stuff. And I want to go over it at the end of the day. Uh, so I really don't do as much videoing as I normally do. And when I go fly... I just go fly and have fun because I, you know. All right. Well, can't. make sure tomorrow you put your new, uh, your new, what's it called? The man perm? <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be very interesting. I, it, the, the, man the man perm, perm it starts at perm. noon tomorrow, and I will do a video about the man I'm perm. The before, to, okay. the before. I'm like trying to visualize. And the after, yeah. just just um, uh, just do a Google search for man perm or perms for men. Uh, they look pretty cool. You're gonna be doing like the wave thing. You're not gonna I go like know. permy, are you? Don't go permy on me. Don't know out. yet. I mean, I, I've never done yeah. this before. I just seen the pictures. I'm like, well, well, let's do the perm, and then we'll see what we can do afterwards. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It'd be neat. I but wait. I got 30 days until we go to Bad Apples. So I got to do something different. So I'm oh, doing okay. the hair thing to actually show that I'm starting this particular thing that I'm going to be doing for 30 days that you guys will be able to see at Bad Apples. And that's all I'm going to say right now. I'll be videoing it, but I'll put it out there later. Okay. All right. You know, if your hair gets too long, it's going to get caught in the prop. That's yeah. why I'm doing a perm, so I don't have to have a man wow. per a man, a man bun, just perm it. And um, hey. one of my friends said I, I'll, I'll look like a Colombian drug lord. I'm like, I don't think yeah. I will, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you for sharing it with us, though. I mean, that's you know, that's a big change. So now this this is actually not a mullet. This is all one length all the way around oh, oh, right there you now. Go. Okay. So just no, wait. it's not a mullet. It's just. It's just pushed back. It's not a mullet. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Put it 
back down there again and just go, hello, this is Sean. You, you know, you know back, when I was a, back when I was a kid, you know, um, I had long hair. Um, I cut it off, uh, did the locks of love thing, and uh, I really liked the long hair, but this is the first time I've ever done a perm. But once again, I don't need to talk about the perm because we got, you know, Neil here and he's our guest. So um, any other questions for Neil before we wrap this all up tonight? I'm probably gonna be, uh, There's no more questions in the chat. Tony said, shave it. You'll like it better. I No, I, I, I will not. <laughs> I, in the I winter like and you sunburn it in the summer. I, I I I shaved it before. I like it. I like hair. I I've never done the perm. I I never shaved it like Neil. I've done high and tights because of the Marine Corps thing. Okay. But never perm. So Neil, um, you've been flying your electric paramour. You said for two years. Um, there was something else that we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah let's let's end it on this one in the in the uh uh pre-show we talked about bad kiting bad kiting area and you almost quit you didn't you almost didn't even learn or or uh continue your lessons for for paragliding or paramotoring um why was it bad and why did you not quit let's go ahead and end on that note um i got like i said i I trained with Gridden Shaw, and then I came home to beach out of Fort Smith, which is about 100, 120 miles away from me. And I'd come home, and I'd practice in a city park that was about two miles away from me. And I've discovered that no matter what the wind direction is, it has real bad rotor in that park. The, the wind gets above five miles an hour, you'll get rotor in it. And every time I'd get the, the kite up, it would turn, swivel. Um, I ended up running into a soccer goal while trying to kite. Um, I'd get the wing up and it would collapse. And as a student practicing, I was thinking I was doing something wrong. Um, they told me about um, truck towing down at the Hazen Airport. And I went down to the Hazen Airport to truck tow um, with a group. And I got up to the end of the runway. And like I said, Hazen is as flat as Kansas and it's soybean fields. So the wind was straight on. Um, I started cutting there and the wing came straight up, stayed above my head. I got where I could keep it above in 15 minutes with little to no input. Um, I got to the point where to go back to the ward, the city park by my house and I could kite there but now I know that the rotor was what was causing all my problems to begin with. And if I hadn't went to the Hazen airport, I would have probably gave up thinking that 
I was doing something wrong. Um, I did go back. So, bas so basically what we're saying is if you first start kiting and you can't kite and you're trying to self-train uh, in, in a field and it's just not working, it may be the field, it may not be the equipment, may not right. be the way that you're doing it. It could be the rotor. So it's very important to make sure that, you know. And when I went back to Britain, um, he trains on a hill in Oklahoma and it was straight line winds because, hey, Oklahoma um, has straight wind most of the time. Um, and like I said, he picked out that hill so there wasn't rotor there. And I wasn't getting the fact that it was a site and not me. Well, definitely glad that you figured it out and you went out and paraglided. Then you went and got an electric paramotor to let me fly it, which was really fun. And, um, you know, here you are on the show again. Uh, yeah. This 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 is awesome. And, and I, I think that the electric paramotor is really awesome. I, I really would like to get one. Um, can't wait. Uh, what's today? Is today's the oh at nine forty five? Um, we got a tornado warning until nine forty five. So I think I think we're okay. It's that, well now the alarm's going off or the sirens are going off again. Oh well. Well, hopefully Neil and I will not be blown away um, over the rainbow. That'd be awful. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for no letting us. Uh, talk about your life, your flying, everything that you've done. Uh, thank you for letting us see your paramotor. Once again, we got the link to the unboxing down below. So if you want to see that, definitely see that. Will Fly put a link in the chat too on his video that he just put out tonight. Um, we'll just go ahead and say goodbye to everybody and uh, call it a night. Don't forget to give us the thumbs up because that really helps us out. And uh, we'll definitely see you guys tomorrow at uh, PPG Lear, PPG Shane. Uh, we'll see you over at uh, Paramotor Girl on Wednesday and paraglidingtalk.com on Thursday. So we'll fly. Thank you very much for being on the panel and uh, um, helping us out tonight and doing the spinning wheel of Winnie things. Um, you just you uploaded that video. How do we get to that video? You just go to uh, youtube.com forward slash willfly or willflyppg.com. And Sean and Neil, thank you guys for braving the weather and staying with us tonight. That was awesome. Great show. Did we lose Sean? I think we lost Sean. <laughs> we we, we might have lost Sean. That's I think, I, I think I'm back. Oh, he's back. Says my internet connection is unstable. Duh. <laughs> um, so did you tell everybody how to get up with you, Will? Yeah, and then you quickly went away. I thought it was something I said. It's like, Will, I, I'm just done with you. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm turning off the internet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you, Will. I definitely appreciate your your help and everything that you do here on the, um, on the show. We also got uh, PPG Lear, Eric. Uh, thank you very much for helping me out and uh, finding all those questions out there. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Yeah, you guys uh, got a good guest. Uh, Neil, thank you very much for 
coming on here and uh, telling us about that equipment. I'm definitely interested in something like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's good information. This is what we need out there is the information to be uh, public. So people learn. This is how we all learn. Yeah. So I truly think much. they're going to get better and better. I, think, so I think that's where the technology is heading towards. Me too. Oh. Well, we're losing everybody like flies out there. So we'll just go ahead and continue to wrap this up. Jim from Canada. He uh, runs a business that prints pretty much everything, including stickers. So if you want stickers or anything made, get up with Jim over at carepp.com. And you want to watch his shenanigans, it's carepg.com. How you doing, Jim? Uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. It was a great show. I really enjoyed it. Lots of good information. Thank yeah, it'd be really neat to see um, how that paramotor works in the cold, like up north in Wisconsin or up in Canada. So Neil will have to go and visit, um, you know, visit you guys. Sure. You got a place here. There you go, Neil. <laughs> it's not cold in the summer. <laughs> I don't know. It still seems like it's pretty cold. But thanks, Jim, for being on the show. And thank you for printing out our stickers, our ClearPop TV stickers for us and the calendar and all that stuff. We appreciate you, Jim. That's right. That's right. We also got uh, ParamomUSA.com, our very own Linda Anderson, our PR yeah. girl, the person that you need to contact if you want to be on the show, just go to ParamomUSA.com. And of course, her her lovely son does a paramotor paragliding podcast every Thursday nights. Tell us about that real quick. Paraglidingtalk.com on Thursday nights with my awesomest son, Robert Michaels. So I'll be there or be square. We don't want to be say. square. Don't want to be square. I know that's the old school. I know I'm just that way. You know how we are. We just like, you know, these things pop in your head, and you're just like, and the, and the kids look at you like, what? But, <laughs> yep. In the chat, Paul uh, said, "Jim, what two months is that? Summer." <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding. Oh, and uh, I almost forgot too. Um, um, Eric, you do a show tomorrow, and your wife does a show on. On Wednesday, can you tell us about that real quick? Yeah, tomorrow we have a show, seven p.m. Central. Uh, Will, myself, uh, Shane, and Mark. We will have on a instructor from Madison, Wisconsin, which happened to be Jade and myself, uh, our instructor. And um, yeah, so he will be on. And then Jade's show, she has a pre-recorded interview with a gal from overseas. And that'll also be a good show. Tomorrow, we will be giving away one of the paramotor guys. So stay tuned. Um, I got another shipment in uh, from our buddy down in Madison that uh, gets them from overseas. And uh, good trading things at fly-ins. So oh. that's why I was talking about the crawfish. Bring us some crawfish. Or there was a budon or whatever that was. Okay. Budin. I like food. Bring food. I'll <laughs> trade you for a paramotor. Uh, the the little guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, just let me know. Okay, I'll give my address. <laughs> right? Uh, Linda, you get yours. Oh, you, know where take, I live. you get yours when we take the tandem flight. <gasps> 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> there on. was excitement. There was excitement, and then it processed, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is kick back and relax, and you get one. It's no big deal. Tony Marzano said, "Next weekend, book your flights and come out to Vegas. Free room and board, and all you can drink." I think that uh, Tony just said that to everybody out there in the paramotor community. We'll be uh, out there next weekend and drinking and uh, I'm there. Free room and board. I love it. So thank you, Tony, for the, uh, the invite. Awesome. Yeah, Neil, that, that, that's that's a lot of fun out there. And them too, Tony and Angela, great people. We are definitely uh, trying to get back there, but uh, uh, multiple reasons. We had so much fun, but I ain't staying back on the strip. We're gonna we're gonna crash their house so oh but, yeah uh, well you can only do vegas so much you know and then it's like okay it's vegas uh you know so i totally get that because there you go I've been, or then you I, then you live I, there and it's just another city vegas and it's like yeah i did bowling tournaments you know and after three days i'm like get me the heck out of here <laughs> no but if you do go if you do go to vegas you have to take Tony to the dark room to eat. Oh gosh. How that's all I'm gonna say. I don't even I I can't even imagine. (laughs) I I probably we don't want to imagine. No, I can't even I'd be like freaking out probably. I I can't see. No. (laughs) See. (laughs) Yes, that's that's the way it was over here not too long ago. I couldn't see. Well, and oh. and Neil, thank you so much, buddy, for for jumping yeah, on here and Neil. chatting with us for a couple of hours. Definitely appreciate you, man. Not a problem. Hopefully, I'll go flying with you soon. I hope so, especially if we're going to go from uh, from, is it Hazen that's above Stuttgart? Hazen north, is right off north the, of Stuttgart. It's right north of uh, or it's right by I forty. So that's the one that's north of um Stuttgart right yeah okay good I, w- I was thinking the right one yeah um we definitely need to do another fun uh XC uh anybody that wants wants to come over and uh, do an XC we're gonna go from one airport we're gonna fly we're gonna land uh next to uh uh which barbecue was it uh you Nick's know? barbecue in Nick's. Carlisle yeah Nick's barbecue there's also a Sonic. That's where we stopped and had um, uh, <laughs> we stopped there and had some Sonic and flew up to four thousand feet and ate. And I lost napkins and everything else and French fries. It was a great oh, video. You got to go back and watch that one. Good, I missed that. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you again, Neil. Definitely appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thank you, you guys for for being on the panel tonight. Uh, anybody that wants to be on the panel, just get up with me, and uh, you guys can jump on every Monday night, be on the panel, and chat right. about uh, paramotors. We love you guys. Um, thank you again. Don't forget tomorrow over at ppglear.com, uh, Wednesday over at paramotorgirl.com, and Thursday over at paraglidingtalk.com. You guys have a wonderful night. Uh, yep. Anything else before we say goodbye to the wonderful people and and uh, st- stop live streaming? Much love. Much love. And fun. Everybody be safe. We got six people here and there's 10 people total that are watching. So uh. so thank you for the four people that are still watching. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Have a good one. We're out E5000. See you tomorrow.
Oh, we forgot to do a picture too. 